0: you're listening to the inner child podcast besties after this episode you guys are going to feel like anything is possible when you hear this story today we have another epic success story by someone who struggled with complex ptsd for years and literally started seeing results and changes in just two weeks i am not making this up she's a single mom of two kids a busy entrepreneur and currently co-parenting with a narcissistic ex-partner she is a woman who previously tried everything and i really mean everything from therapy to emdr to 15 years of yoga even psychedelics her name is kayla she's one of the most active members inside our soulmate community has worked with us for about eight months by the time we recorded this. Kayla is just a ball of energy who also shares some personal tips on how to feel hope when you're currently hopeless, co-parenting with a toxic ex, and what dating after healing really looks like. This is just so good guys, you're gonna feel like you can do anything after hearing this. So let's dive in with Kayla right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Well, Kayla. Kayla is one of the most active members in our soulmate community. And I call her our resident sociologist for a reason. Absolutely. But it's so nice to have you here, my love.
1: How are you? Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's very exciting. I'm feeling good. Total full circle moment right here. I know. I told my parents, my dad's 85 or 84. And I was like, oh, I was asked to be on this podcast. It was like total blank stares. (laughs) What's a podcast? (laughs) Exactly. And then, because I had just read the email and then my mom came back several days later. She's like, we just didn't know. And I'm like, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I was just happy to share the moment with you. It's kind of like in the 80s being on a TV show. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Get with the
0: times, mom and pop. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was very sweet. It was very
1: enduring. Well, Kayla, what's your story? If you don't mind sharing. Oh my. So I grew up, I think a lot of people, when they grow up, they feel they have a very healthy whole unit. And I think that's part of what the family system really sells you. That family keeps that tight. And then as you kind of branch out and you realize you're like, hmm, there was no overt abuse. There was no X, Y, Z, extreme traumas. You know, my parents did get divorced and I moved out at quite a young age because of that. But then once I kind of got out into my own, I got married quite young to someone I was actually went to high school with. And he and I were married and I cheated on him with a total, absolute sociopath, total sociopath. Left that marriage, got in real deep with this guy. It was not healthy. I was in that relationship and I started talking to another guy. I didn't cheat, but that was when I was like, hmm, this seems like a pattern. Perhaps I should step back. And that was when I really initially branched out. And I think that's when I first kind of got CBT and got into the cognitive behavioral stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, you can really change your thought path. I remember reading, ooh, the name escapes me, but it was essentially like one of my first getting into psychology and all that, where they're like, you are not your thoughts. And I was like, what? This is crazy to me. So Hold up. <laughs> I know. And then I did some therapy and then I got into another relationship and he and I got married. I got pregnant very, very quickly within like three months, all the love bombing, all the stuff that is now deemed I could immediately recognize as not being healthy. And that relationship actually was not only verbally and emotionally, but physically abusive to the point where, you know, there was court involved. It's like a felony charge. So it was quite bad. And I had an eight-month-old child at the time, and I just was like, I can't do this. And I left the relationship. And of course, you can leave an abusive relationship, but particularly when you have children together, the abuse does, it's not just done. Oftentimes it's ramped up. So I had a new child, you know, I'm renovating a hundred year old home. I have another child, a five-year-old, and then I was dealing with this kickback and I was beyond dysregulated. You know, I've done yoga for 15 years. I had a therapist. I was working with a group. I did not have the regulatory skills. And so I was really struggling with all that. And more so it became very apparent in my parenting, those interpersonal relationships, you can really see where you need to heal when you are dealing with children. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. want to have children or not, Mm -hmm. but you know, doing that inner child work. So a friend of mine sent me your podcast and I'm a major, major high (laughs) achiever. I'm an entrepreneur and it really spoke to me. And I had done so much. I'd done the somatic work. I've done EMDR. I have extra time. I sit and just nerd out on psychology. I just love it all. And I just wholeheartedly kind of dove into the program. And here we are today. It's wonderful. It's lovely. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I already
0: know your story, but I know for someone hearing this for their first time, it's like, Wow. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of women we work with who, similarly to you, Kayla, they've already kind of tried everything, right? And yet, you know, still finding themselves in similar situations. I remember this was a few months ago. I think you made a post saying, like, oh my gosh, I'm regulating my emotions. Like, what? (laughs) What was that missing piece that? perhaps you weren't able to find before?
1: You know, it's not like I was married and I was like, well, this marriage sucks. I'm done. (laughs) I tried everything. We had so many therapists I did where they kind of like reprogram your brain waves. I I don't recall what it's called now. (laughs) Everything. And none of my therapists, no one had ever put it in terms of you are dysregulated you have been stuck in fight or flight for 35 plus years. How are you going to heal? So really shifting, and that's what week two in your mm-hmm. program, yeah. the Tory skills, just learning about the vagus nerve and then making that shift. And I really actually, in my entrepreneurial where I, I have a spa and- I push so hard. I'm like, I can do whatever. I can give you a peel. I can microneedle you. I can do whatever. But if you're not doing the things every day, that's a huge waste. You can't just not brush your teeth for six months and go to the dentist and expect. So it was Mm -hmm. the daily practice and getting that and really shifting my mindset from all is hopeless. I can't do this anymore to, oh, Shit, I'm dysregulated. So, having the regulatory daily practice, and then of course, I got nerdy and got more into it and kind of got into more of the somatic stuff that you can do with your vagus nerve. And then, when I was dysregulated, and it happened with my children, (laughs) (laughs) I remember sitting in the kitchen, sitting on the floor, and doing the tapping, doing the breathing, doing the humming. And I was like, holy shit, I'm doing it. (laughs) It's happening. It's working. (laughs) And I just was like, this is such a shift. And then probably not two weeks later, one of my great friends arrived at my house, dysregulated beyond belief, you know, also in sort of a quasi toxic relationship where someone was triggering her wounds and I just explained it to her and it's been probably six months and she's right on board too. And I'm just like, really, no one ever mentioned in all the therapists I went to like, Hey, why don't you go ahead and work on some of that regulatory stuff so we can actually apply some of the cognitive behavioral things. And you're not going to be completely flooded with cortisol. So that was really when things started to shift. And it was quite early on, to be honest, quite early on. Oh, Kayla,
0: that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Wow. Let's talk about this for a second, because isn't it kind of weird that a lot of people don't teach this? (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, why do you think?
1: (laughs) Here it is. I'm going to just get in real early. Mm. All right. Here's your soapbox. Let's do it. There's the brain and there's the body. Where really it's one. If you break your leg, no one's like you. Better just run. You should just run. You're fine. You know, I had PTSD. I couldn't. There was points I couldn't safely, in my mind, leave the house. And no one's really treating any of that. No one is um, viewing the brain. It's so stigmatized. And I think there is such a separation between mind and body, which is shocking. And it's just must be societal. I also, after having begun the regulatory work, I did a fascia massage. Prior to having done any therapy, I felt nothing. People said I was like a zombie. I didn't cry, nothing. So now I'm so nice to my inner child. I'm so sweet. I'm so loving. And I love crying all the time. I'm like, yes. (laughs) I heard one of your Yes. I think I heard one of your podcasts where you were like trying to get it. It's like missing an orgasm. You're right. like, it's coming. <laughs> and you're like, no. no I, need I need the good cry. Yeah. So I did this massage work and it was right in the beginning of having started your program. And it hurt so much. I was like, I'm going to pass out or vomit or die. And he stopped and I had a good friend that had recommended it. And she's like, oh, mine was lovely. And I was like, well, mine was four of mine. Now I go and it's lovely, (laughs) but it really is. And there's so much, so much data, but people just cannot combine the two. Because I think in doing so, there is the idea that we are inherently flawed, which is really what the work is all about anyway. So it seems like it would ultimately lead to that finding anyway.
0: That's a great answer. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of talking about feelings and emotions, right? But thinking about it is so different from actually having the tools to work through them. It's a very fine line, right? You can trick yourself into thinking that you're feeling them, but you're really not. You're thinking about feeling them.
1: (laughs) Right. And really just sinking into your body. Sometimes I just, the uh, bilateral journaling.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bilateral. Yeah. That's a fun one.
1: That's a wonderful tool. I use it consistently.
0: Oh, that's great to hear Kayla. Well, could you describe it to the audience? I don't mind
1: you can tell them about it. So correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I think of all the tools that we have when we're trying to re-regulate ourselves, we are, so I have a five-year-old and this is, we have the dinosaur brain and we have the thinking brain Love and it. we try to get out of dinosaur brain and into thinking brain. And you're trying to get the same thing with the tapping. You're trying to get both sides back on board. And with this exercise, and this is something I've really shifted as well. I shifted from feeling like, why is this happening? Blah, 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 to oh, this is the impetus for healing this is the impetus for growth. this is and it really helps you kind of take back control of your healing to see that these are signals that something is just still on because if you're healed you'd just be like okay, check you later but if you're not you're like, oh my gosh. so when something happens throughout the day or I'm experiencing big feelings and I know I'm gonna need to sit with them later. What I do is I'll find a quiet time and I just start to journal to myself and I speak to myself very lovingly, much like I would speak to my five-year-old, you know. And I do so, I start writing with my right hand until you're really upset, what's going on, you seem really sad, and then you answer with your left hand in your janky (laughs) handwriting. And the first time I actually did it, part of my healing was I did psychedelics, Mm -hmm. like
0: That's a great combination. That's a great exercise to do it with, actually. It was the
1: first time I did it and I went back and read it. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) wow, incredible. That was like Uh a big, long, like my soul just exploded out of my body and I just wrote it all out and ate a bunch of raspberries and sat in the grass (laughs) for a long time. But I really Uh think those kinds of tools like the EMDR and tapping into the subconscious and this really kind of allows you to do so and get both sides of the brain kind of working together, your supercomputer than it is. And the resolution is really fast. I look forward to it now. I'm so glad to hear. I think I may have done it today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll go through periods. Part of what you mentioned is living in abundance. And to be quite honest, this past week, not super abundant, not the worst, but not the most. But my level of, not being in my ultimate abundance all the time, which is impossible versus what it used to look like is my worst was my best, if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, like the baseline has shifted for you, it sounds. Oh my, absolutely, without question, yeah. It's been just very transformative. I mean, to say I have tried everything. Oh, Kayla. How lovely, what a wonderful job to have so transformative. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely
0: love my job. I feel grateful for it every day. And also for you guys. I'm lucky that we have such an amazing community. You know, there's some communities out there that maybe not (laughs) everyone's on board, Sure, but you
1: guys are doing the work. The interview process, which I appreciated, it was very like, we will let you know, if you're a good candidate for this, which of course, if you're a high achiever, <laughs> you're like, oh, I will be getting into this <laughs> group. Thank you so much. No, but they were like, let's see if you're a good fit. I was like, you know, I've tried everything and I really am ready. So I think part of having such a good community is it's a great interview process. And everyone that is there is ready to be there. Mm -hmm.
0: You found me out. That's exactly why we did it like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When we didn't have it, you know, we would have people who just weren't really serious about the process. And by doing so, it was almost like they were creating doubt in other people right? Sure. And then it's very discouraging to see people kind of half in half out. When you have a bunch of women where everyone is like, I'm doing this, I'm going to keep myself accountable, right? You absorb that energy and it really helps the process. So have you experienced that now that I pointed it out?
1: (laughs) So in all of this coming out of this fog of abuse, the cognitive dissonance is un-freaking-real. Oh, yeah. I just had a baby. I almost died when I had my baby. I lived with my mom because my renovation wasn't ready yet. And my three-year-old was absolutely losing his mind. I mean, he's like highly sensitive and I didn't know anything about any of that. And I had joined, it was like a betrayal group aimed at women who had experienced narcissistic or, you know, some sort of dark triad abuse. And it was a total bitch session. Probably really triggering, wasn't it? Well, initially I'm like, yeah, this, yeah, oh, I have to fuck him. Yeah. And then I was like, this is just a lot of like, no, ranting, super healing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know exactly what you mean.
1: And I'm sure as a healer, you would get this beyond everyone. It took me a long time getting out of this relationship is a great example to realize that they have to want to heal. Exactly. So Mm. you have to have those people in the group. They have to want to heal. I mean, I tell people I'm like, dude, it's called inner child work. Try it. It's great. It's (laughs) wonderful. I used to be like the reactive abuse. I was like physically abusive towards this person from being so dysregulated, from all of everything just crashing down on me, going to therapists like, I've never done anything like this. What's wrong with me? Am I a sociopath? You know, do I have borderline personality disorder? And I really was like, I want to heal. Every opportunity that came at me, you can either step back, and this is what's so fascinating you know, with my ex, he can sit there in what his life is now. And I don't know if he's ever going to see this, but he's 40 years old. He just moved in with his parents. He just like lost a job. It's not going great. He can genuinely sit back and be like, yeah, that's everyone's fault, but mine. And there's so many people like that. And once you can shift into the idea, like I actually have control over this and it's exciting because I can heal then it's very empowering, but it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Ooh,
0: yeah. This is so good, Kayla. I know we were talking a little bit before about the co-parenting situation, right? There's several women who, you know, also in the program who are in a similar boat. They still have these ties with their ex because of the co-parenting situation. What advice would you give to someone who's maybe struggling to find their power in a situation where they cannot completely break off ties with an ex?
1: That is a great question. And it's that mindset. Instead of viewing it as I'm stuck, I'm trapped, this is my life, why does this keep happening? Just time and time again, using that trigger as the impetus for healing, for growth, for turning inward. And that's with any situation. It's you. It's all on you. And what I love about your program is the domino effect. It's not like you have to go in and be like, and then I was five, my mom, you know, it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. You see the trigger come up. You're like, boom, that's an opportunity for healing. Let me use some of these tools that I have. Let me work with myself. Let me be kind. That is an opportunity for me. Like Even this morning. Been this huge renovation, and I'm cash flowing everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a hundred year house, a hundred year old house. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, instead of using just regular insulation, you should just stuff the walls with a hundred dollar yeah. bills because that's how expensive it is. <laughs> this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so much. Everything <laughs> is having to be rebuilt. This is so crazy. And I realized I had listened to one of your previous interviews with Nadine on the money. And I love that stuff. I love yeah. money and mm-hmm. figuring out, you know, all of that <laughs> and how it ties in to the inner child healing. And I really just was like, this reminds me of when I was little, that feeling. And I'm like, you know, you're okay. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And you're not that child anymore. You are going to take care of yourself. And seeing yourself as that source. And I think if that could be like an earthwide shift in consciousness, which I guess is what everybody's talking about, is shifting from it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. There we go. And there's Um, so many, so many great tools out there, and just being so gentle and so kind with yourself. And when those kind of situations come up, you can just really. Almost look forward to it because there's fewer and fewer and fewer. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, speaking of the money wounds thing, one of the reasons I call Kayla our resident sociologist is is you've always brought such really fresh, interesting perspectives on our calls. And at the last group call, there was something you said, Kayla, that I think everyone listening was like, oh, yeah, that really hit a nerve. You had said something along the lines of women asking for their needs. It's not just your history, right? It's in our DNA of why it's so difficult for us to ask for help or do things for ourselves. Of course. Yeah. Can you share what you shared inside our community?
1: I had said it was that particular call was focused on the roadblocks yes. for asking for what we want. And that's, you're not in your highest self, And that's, again, just an opportunity for growth. But I had mentioned, I'm like, yeah, of course, it's hard to ask for what we want. We just got access to credit cards and mortgages. Right? Yeah. I think you had brought up Ruth. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Ruth Bader.
1: and Ruth Bader and I was like, yeah, of course, we can't ask. We were never allowed to even have access to these things. And it's so recent. Like the fact that when I found out she passed, I was just so moved, which I'm not. Like when celebrities die, I'm like, well, that was okay. Because I don't know them. I know some people feel so differently, but I don't. But I was just so taken because just how far we have come. And in such a short amount of time, you know, it's not like we're having to ask for these rights. They've been withheld from us. It's the standard in so many It was not that long
0: ago either. It was we could not
1: get a credit card. Like I could not run my shit the way I do. And I am like a nerd about the brain, but I'm super nerdy about money. And I could not with the mortgages and the properties and the money and the credit card and all that, I would not have been able to have done that. So we are having to just not only work against our own inner wounding and our own wounding from within our family, but as society. And I think I had also mentioned, I work with all these male contractors and I used to feel like, oh, I'm kind of being a bitch. And now I'm like, mm. that's what it is, baby. Right.
0: <laughs> Come at me, bro right exactly yeah I'm not a bitch I'm your worst nightmare
1: exactly yeah <laughs> like think the about that man <laughs> who went up against me in court did terribly so come on baby yeah so so proud of you thank you I Bad did ass. want to mention I know I started dating you never told me that Girl. <laughs> well you know I've kind of been like dabbling yeah. and I just oh. it's very fresh but I'm talking to someone Yes. And wow, oh the freaking difference, girl! Wow, you talk—you are like very candid about going on dates and will they like me? And I have two kids, and now I am like—I know who I am, I know what I'm bringing to the table, I love myself which apparently I didn't before because God, I was just letting whatever in. I'm like, oh, you ride a motorcycle and you're in a band and you live with your parents. And I'm like, we're (laughs) going to get married. This is perfect. So now it's such a shift. And I love how you have like the steps because we don't know. Prior to taking your course, like I genuinely thought In my mind, that every relationship would go home and the guy would, you know, call her the C word or something. And yeah, so you really handhold and coach through, and it's like little light bulbs. So going into this, you know, it's going to be not a million butterflies. I'm down for that love bombing. I was like, yes, (laughs) do it, fill my void. And it's been very slow. Um, I think I had mentioned I like ran like a background check on him. Oh, you did, <laughs> yeah, so I <laughs> felt really confident going in, but it's so great. I like prepared myself. You oh, have the section on yeah. and it feels it's just another kind of piece that is nodding towards how much I have healed, how much I have grown. Amazing. It's been
0: eight months, right? Since you've been in Soulmate. I think it's around eight months.
1: I would say about that. It's interesting because I was looking through my old text messages with my ex for something having to do with court. And I see where in the beginning of the course you do your heart contract. And I told him, I was like, I mm-hmm. am going to have limited contact with you. I'm working with a coach and, you know, don't take it personally. And just, Prior to that, I was so nasty. It's like taking a stick and poking a dog a bunch, and then the dog bites you, and you're like, I don't know, the dog just bit me. But it's like I would get poked, 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 and then finally I'd be like, Well, you are blah, blah, blah. You know, all the things. And I just from that text on, where I was like, I'm working with a coach, we're not doing this anymore. There is nothing. I couldn't freaking regulate prior to that. I could not, no matter what I did or who I worked with or what I read, I would just go into PTSD brain. So there is such an opportunity for healing. I mean, I had full on CPTSD and I guess it's gone now. So that's right. Lovely. Thank you for that.
0: Oh, wow. Kayla. Yes. I remember you writing, this was also a few months. I remember everything, by the way, as do <laughs> That's I. What all my students say, yeah, uh, it's my Lauren gift and an my curse. Brain. Yeah. Yes. Cause it comes from the trauma, right? It does. Right? I know all of like our
1: good <laughs> traits. I'm like, I'm such a hard worker. I'm like trauma. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> Totally comes from the trauma, but you had said that you noticed that you weren't feeling as triggered by something that had come up with an X right? And so you noticed that the trigger wasn't feeling as intense as it used to feel. Can you describe that for us? Because a lot of people don't believe that triggers can actually go away and they can.
1: It's so unreal. So people, you know, you hear all oh, they have PTSD and mostly people associated kind of with soldiers. And you hear those stories where it's like a soldier and he's back from war and he, here's like a car engine go off and freaks out and i'm sure you've seen where that triangle in your brain lights up and you are not in control you are not in control and i don't think that's happened since any time now it would go full blown it's like at that point i would be in a well lit room I would have my trigger, of which there were many, because I was living with somebody who was unhealed and constantly showing me where I needed to heal. And it was like somebody just turning off the light and me being in complete darkness and not having any idea where the light switches. And then having done the work, having done the somatic therapy, having done the regulatory practice daily, having healed, it's like someone has like a little, they're like, okay, I'm going to just Lower the lights, and you're like, okay, the lights are lowering. I can go turn it back on. I see the room is probably the best way. I could not leave the house. I was so fearful. I was so dysregulated when I got that brain mapping done. You know, my brain waves were supposed to be at like 15 and they were at 50. And the physician who did it, he was like, How was Vietnam? I'm like, It was awful. Thank you for asking. -hmm. It was terrible. There was Charlie everywhere. Mm -hmm. But now it's just unreal. It's unreal and it can be done. And I actually shared that with my ex because I have shared some because we parent together. You know, he's been doing a lot of the regulatory stuff and he reacted to something that triggered him. And later on, I was like, you know, that's not acceptable. That's not healthy. You're not coming from your highest place. And he said, I may not ever be able. I'm better, but I may not ever. And I said, I was like, good for you. Good on you for breaking that family system because that's toxic. And he said, I may not ever be. And I said, you know what? You can. And you should check out Gloria. I was like, you should do (laughs) your child. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And I straight up, I was just like, I have, period. Is really the best way that I could describe it. And I do a lot of the work with my five-year-old, too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and we were—I put on that song. Have you ever heard that Warren G song, Regulator? <laughs> <laughs> I put that on. So I was like baby. play that the next. Call. I know that song. <laughs> it's so so. I put it on. Like I have a jeep. We like we're riding around the Tom Down. Oh yeah. My son was in like Captain Spazoid mode. I was like, baby, you got <laughs> regulate, regulate. <laughs> I heard the song, and he loves music, so he like got real quiet. He was like, "Mom, he's like Does this guy have dark skin." I was like, "Yeah." And then like, a week later, he's like, "Mom, can you put on that song about controlling your big feelings by the guy with the dark skin?" I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Orange <laughs> <G>, regulators." <laughs>
0: yeah. kids Mom. are
1: so funny. <laughs> That's They're like hilarious. the he made in his mind because I've like played like Outcast and stuff for him, and he's, "Oh like, yeah, yeah." He's like, what's going on? I was like, it's rap. <laughs> so I just <laughs> to regulate. We have it on his like little playlist, but yeah, it's real. I love that. It's incredible. Yes. That's
0: amazing, Kayla. And so inspiring. I'm just kind of curious. So you've been working with us for about eight months. How many months did it take before you started to notice a difference?
1: Oh my God. It was like two weeks in. Two weeks? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> What week was the regulatory one? It's week two. Yeah,
0: it, it starts in week two.
1: That's yeah, right. And I love that because it's not traditionally you have to talk about your feelings and then you have to blend and then and this you're really taking control right away. Yeah, no
0: fluff, right? You go There's straight into fluff,
1: it. You take control right away, and it's like a physical change. So you're not working against all of those. Think about if a mom sees their kid run over by a car and they lift the car, that shit's coursing through your body all the time. And then someone's like, here's what you're going to do to heal. It's not going to work. So right away, I would say within two weeks and probably it was three to four weeks in where I started utilizing the skill and doing it and I'm sure so many people feel this way. I was just like so excited for the next week to come out. This is another thing I said to my ex recently. I'm like, you cannot build a house on Rice Krispie treats. It's just (laughs) not going to (laughs) work. And that truly is the foundation that you need. So I saw it like right away. It's unfreaking real. I mean, you worked in therapy and you did it on yourself.
0: Oh, it took a long time. This is probably like the third or fourth version of the program. And I'm similar to you and everyone else. I've been to probably like nine, 10 different therapists. And at some point I was just like, just tell me what to do, (laughs) right? How do I go on these dates? Like, I just wanted to know how to do it. I was tired of just hashing it over and over. And it's like, okay, well, I'm still in the same situation. Like, how do I fix it? That was really the motivation behind soulmate.
1: So I'm glad that we relate to this. And then you were like, I'm going to fix this. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Nobody else is coming in and doing this for me. I'm just going to have to roll up my sleeves like everything else and just get it done.
0: (laughs) Typical high achiever.
1: I know. I know. That's the best way to go about it is you're like, yeah, I did it. (laughs) Exactly. And you did do it. It can be done. I'm in some of these groups still. (laughs) And there are women out there who are, I can see they're like, how do I fix this? I'm like, you know, the wise bad shit keep happening to me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like attachment styles, all that. You can have so much info. I mean, I could tell you, so many things about narcissistic personality disorder and, you know, what part of the brain is just, prefrontal cortex isn't working, but that's like watching a car accident and just sitting there and being like, well, let me look up the history of suturing instead of being like, I'm going to freaking tend to this wound. You know, I can know everything about the history of medicine, but how does that apply? I would remember reading more like, oh, attachment styles. Like, oh my God, this is me. But then it wasn't it. I was like, cool. Now I know the history. I know what's happening. I know what's going on in my brain. How do I fix this? I've got to that point too. I was like, Who? I'm not going to say it on this podcast. but
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love your energy. <laughs> this going? We'll need a part two for sure. I could talk to you forever, Kayla, but uh, since we are running out of time, if you could give one piece of advice to maybe someone who was in your position a year ago, who doesn't know if it's possible to work through these triggers, just feels really stuck, right? Maybe in a narcissistic relationship. What's one piece of advice you would give to them?
1: I would let them know that the problem is also the solution that they are not the problem, you are the problem, not you, one. And that is terrible, shocking news when you realize you can't externalize it and externalize those patterns, but it's also wonderful news because you can take control, you can heal yourself and heal the wounds and what you felt you were lacking that led you to that place from the get-go And you can really change the course of your life by doing so. And it's within your power. I can't tell you how often I look up. I'm like, gosh, I go back and get my master's in therapy. There's so many women out there that are just experiencing this type of abuse. And I'm so much on the other side now where I'm actually like, yes, that sucks so much. And I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but yes do it, heal. This is it. You can use this for fuel and you can heal. I'm like, I need to tell everybody about this man so nobody else gets hurt. But really I have just truly believe now these people are out there to shine the light into yourself and what you need to heal. And how could you ever allow that behavior? You need to take control and you need to be the one who recognizes that having let somebody treat you like that in the first place means it felt safe and like home to you. And that's a problem. And you need to heal and you can heal.
0: That is so powerful, Caleb. We need it on a t-shirt.
1: You can heal. (laughs) You can heal. Who do I need to ask to fix this? And then on the back, (laughs) you can heal. (laughs) Yes.
0: I know that so many people listening are going to receive that message from you, Kayla. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you for doing what you do. Such a healer.
0: It's my pleasure. And thank you for being here. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's part of the job. It's beautiful. And so what's up for you next? You know, after soulmate, you're going to be dating, hanging out with
1: your kids. You know, I'm so focused right now. on, like I was saying this morning on money stuff. I'm like trying to get to a place where I have enough income coming in. I think I had messaged you about some like platform. I'm like, oh, "Oh, yeah, yeah. With a course creation. I'm like, yes. I'm like, do it. Honestly, I'm so not focused on dating. I can remember just being like, oh, my God, I need love. Sometimes, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, it would be pretty nice. But otherwise, I'm like, if you come in and you can make the cut, good on you, man. But otherwise, I want to have like a live-in nanny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, just now we're my talking. Life. Can you invite me? Can I Yes, talk? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I will invite you. So I'm really focused on just, and I think so many high achievers struggle with that balance. Right now, I'm like, go, go, doing the renovation, doing the thing, getting the money, healing, having the kids. Blah, blah. And... <laughs> it's societal is like, yay, great for you. But really it comes from trauma, just like everything. So I'm really personally working on having a little bit more balance because I have my kids like 99% of the time and really seeing how I've recently changed like my little affirmation, which I don't do all the time, but sometimes Mm. to I am healed. So really like living in that, what that feels like. And it's, beautiful. It's just the way I am with my children and the way I am with my friends and the way I show up for myself and my family. It's so genuine and it's really living in my highest self. And when I'm not, I recognize it right away. And I'm just really living in it and enjoying that and being present and feeling what that feels like to be healed.
0: It sounds like you started looking for a soulmate and then ended up finding yourself.
1: We are our own soulmates. Mm-hmm. Isn't that That's wonderful? the trick. That's how we
0: trick you in the program. It's this <laughs> sneaky snake,
1: like you're going to find it. And surprise, it's you. It's you. And you're beautiful. You will right. be selling a multi million dollar home in Los Angeles to yourself soon. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Oh, my goodness. It's going to look great when it's done. I'm so excited for you,
1: Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like doing a bunch of the work myself, like a maniac. So (laughs) I'll have to share photos.
0: Yeah, please, please
1: do. Yeah.
0: Well, Kayla, it's such a pleasure to see you. You have such a magnetic energy and it's just for myself being able to see you grow and transform over these last eight months. It's almost been like a treat to myself (laughs) to see you blossom like
1: a flower
0: and you coming out right of your own energy. And so I'm just so proud of you. I just wanted you to know that.
1: Thank you. I am so happy to have found you. You really like legit changed the course of my life and good on you for just putting this out there and empowering women and helping with that shift you know, in the earth's consciousness, like helping women rise up. It's time. It's time. Let's do the thing. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kayla.
0: Wow. Hey, besties. I hope you loved that episode. I had such a great time chatting with Kayla. Now, just to clarify a couple of terminologies that we were saying that maybe you have no idea what we were talking about. The Heart Retreat Contract is something all of our new clients do at the beginning of the program. And it's basically helping you agree to focus on the program for a certain amount of time so that you're not being influenced by other people or past patterns. And it really, really works. And as Kayla explained already, the way that I've laid it out for you, it really doesn't take that much time to start seeing results Even if you are someone who has tried everything under the umbrella, which to be honest, most of our students have. And you know what soulmate honestly feels like is a glow up, an emotional, spiritual glow up. I tell you exactly what you need to do to get a secure relationship step by step, which starts with healing yourself first. You get to disappear for a few months and then reemerge as this transformed best version of yourself beyond the trauma, ready to attract amazing relationships that just weren't available to you before because you weren't able to access it. And you just have to follow this blueprint that I have tested and tweaked. You know, it took me years and years to figure out this whole relationship thing, but I've really tried to narrow it down so that you guys don't have to go through the same mistakes and trial and errors that I did. So if you resonate with Kayla's story, and you want to be our next success story, then maybe it's time to book a free love strategy consultation with my team to see if Soulmate is the right fit for you. And I promise you, there is no pressure on these calls, only mad love. It's just something that we love to do for free and to connect and see if we can really help you or not. So you want to head on over to bygloriazengcom soulmate or click on one of the links in the show notes below. Just fill out a really short form so that we can learn more about you. And then you'll be prompted to book something on our calendar. And once you book a free call, you will also have the opportunity to try out my workshop for free as well. If you kind of want to get a taste of what my style is like, what my methodology kind of feels like. And also, I want to add that if you're looking for some free tips, free advice, Highly recommend checking out my Instagram or TikTok. I actually started this new series, which was really fun, also, really educational too, called Healed Versus Unhealed How Healed People React to Relationship Situations Differently Than People Who Are Unhealed. It's going viral. And people are really loving it. So if you want to check out that free series, find me on Instagram or TikTok at ByGloriaZang. Or if you guys have suggestions on what topics, what episodes you would love to hear next, please let me know. I love hearing from you guys. And it's always a pleasure to serve on this podcast. That's it for today. I will see you next week in our new episode. So have a beautiful day and you know the drill, an abundant life. Talk to you later. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.